Welcome to It's Happening, a college career podcast hosted by the Career Services Center at Marquette University. I'm Gracie Van Spankeren, and I'm a career counselor. And I'm Maria Mostek, our associate director. Here's the show. So today we're kicking off season four with our guest, Kylie Banker, who's actually a brand new career counselor who just joined the office. Was it right before Christmas break, Kylie? Yeah, like a week or two before Christmas break. Very nice. Well, we're really happy to have you here and introduce you to the students and everybody on campus so they can get to know you. Um, we're really excited to have you on the team. So can you go ahead and introduce yourself, I guess, to to our, our large and illustrious audience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm Kylie Banker. I am um, coming from the University of Virginia, where I went to school, and I'm super excited to be a career counselor at Marquette and maybe get to meet some of the listeners. Could you also tell us a little bit more about um, what you studied, uh, like some of your general experiences, kind of like the resume rundown? Okay, the resume rundown. Quick version. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So I got my undergraduate at um, University of Virginia where I double majored in media studies, which um, I focus more on like film analysis and like finding like, um, yeah, like just trends and, and focused on like what media perpetuates and and specifically through a lens of like diversity and social justice. And then the second major was youth and social innovation, which is um, a mouthful, but essentially just like an education major for people that didn't want to teach, but were interested in like the sector um, and wanted to learn more about like policy implications of education and um, like how to support students in human development type realm. And then, um, While at Virginia, I was also playing volleyball. So I was um, on the volleyball team as a middle hitter, if anybody plays volleyball. And um, (laughs) yeah, let's see here. And then I stayed at Virginia for my master's and I got a master's in higher education. Um, And during that time, I was at the UVA Career Center there. Um, So I really enjoyed my experience working with students and um, diving more into like human development theories and things like that. Very cool. If students are, you know, thinking of maybe coming into the Career Services Center and making appointments or wanting to meet with you, um, what do you think the experience would be like? Like, what's your style? Yeah, my my style, I would say, is like, um, I would say I'm a lot more like I, I'm too business. Like, I, I want to get what you want to get done. Um, and I typically like ask like what you want. But my demeanor is a lot more like chill. Um, so I think that there is like this kind of conception when you come in, it's like, oh, it's like a little nerve wracking, like somebody like I'm revealing a piece of me when I show my resume or my cover letter or um, I'm talking about my own experiences. And so my ultimate goal is just to kind of be like a calming presence and um, just more conversational versus like, um, yeah, like judgmental. I would say like judgmental is the opposite of my of my direction. <laughs> so I'm not here to like judge what you bring in or what you're telling me it's more so just like listening with open ears and um a lot more like conversational awesome well you sound like a really friendly person and i would come <laughs> talk to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, i try to be i like um yeah i i've like there's i counselors like i've had such a range like through like my mm-hmm. like undergraduate experience where sometimes it's like I, I've had experiences like where you come in with like a material or you come in with something and it's just like, oh, you just need to do this and this and this. Like, are we good? Okay, bye. And I'm like, 
that is like not at all what I would want to be like putting out there. Like it's, I definitely want it to feel more comfortable and um, yeah, conversational because then you can actually kind of dive into like a student's path and like their voice. And um, I think that that's, those are way more impactful appointments. Awesome. I feel like this kind of connects to like what, so your undergrad, the way you describe it, I actually kind of forgot about some of your media parts and Mm -hmm. things that you did. That's interesting. And then you made kind of not a 100% switch. There's still a connection with education to higher education, but Mm -hmm. like, was there something that led you from undergrad to graduate school? Because I do know we get a fair amount of students that question, like, should I go to graduate school? Like, what's the benefits? Why would one do those types of things? And so just curious about your own yeah, um, kind of decision-making process there. Yeah. Um, I was like 100% sure that I wanted to go into student affairs after my undergraduate experience, um, just because I had um, a lot of injury that led me to reach out to counselors and um, different support networks. So like I was meeting a lot with our um, student athlete side of things, like the student athlete um career counselor but they also did like academic Mm. support and so I was reaching out to them um I was working with like disability services because I was on like a scooter for five months and so Mm -hmm. I had to like find ways that um like I could get to class and like have permission if I was running like a little bit late or something like that um and so what I kind of found was I was leaning on these counselors for support um just so that I could really continue like my journey without having what felt like a ton of roadblocks like I was injured in my sport so I wasn't able to like travel with the team which was it it was like a huge part of my identity was kind of Mm -hmm. swept out from underneath me and so um, just going and having conversations with these different support networks was what led me to be like yeah this like was really supportive and helpful for me and my path and I'm interested in exploring more of like what what you do and like what it means to you. So um, I actually then just started like reaching out to more people within student affairs, like including the career center at UVA um, and talk to them both about pursuing grad school, but then also just like what their role was. And those were actually like the pivotal conversations that were like, okay, I definitely want to go into this like line of work. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was kind of tossing around the idea of doing like a year of service and mm-hmm. um, doing like AmeriCorps um, or like we had Virginia Advising Corps, which was working with high school students for two years and helping them as they kind of pursue towards college. And so um, I thought about doing that before going to grad school to see if it was a good fit. Um, But through my conversations with the multiple like counselors that I reached out to in student affairs, I was like, oh, I 100% want to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I could have still potentially looked at an AmeriCorps after my, my grad school. Like it could have been like Mm -hmm. something that I do there, but Mm -hmm. um, ultimately I was like, I definitely want to pursue this um, and looked at like different um, schools that would match my timeline. So um, yeah, that's kind of what led me there. It was, it it was an injury that led me to reach Mm -hmm. out to my own support and then like shadow more people or talk to them about what they do um, and finding that I had a strong interest in it. Yeah. And there's so many cool, good career exploration strategies that you learned that probably you'll be advising students to take as well, like 
finding, you know, connecting with your support systems on campus, like finding people in the field you're interested in to have conversations about what they do, like doing informational interviews and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see those things as part of your story that have now led you to obviously a role where you're going to be helping students. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't think I knew that I was doing that when I was doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just like something I kind of happened along and was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is helpful. I should have more conversations with these different counselors to see if it would be a good fit for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I just felt like I kind of like happened upon everything and and then it worked out. So it's even like interesting because one could say it stemmed from like a negative action that happened of mm-hmm. you getting injured mm-hmm. um and you mentioned like your identity being taken away and even though you're a student athlete I feel like that could translate to a lot of different student experiences like if you come into college and you think you're gonna do blank you're gonna be an engineer you're gonna go to med school and then all of a sudden you realize that's not gonna work or you're not succeeding academically in those areas, that identity is kind of wrapped up in your major sometimes too. So mm-hmm. um, so anyone that is listening, you know, it doesn't have to just be, you know, being a student athlete and there's ways to think about this broader of how, um, how basically I'm trying to get it. It's like, we're here to help. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so if something like that is going on for you and you're listening to this, um, you know, reach out, have those conversations, meet with Kylie. As she would be very understanding and empathetic to the, mm-hmm. the challenge. And so I think that's a um, a nice thing to hear, too, I think, from a counselor mm-hmm. to, you know, that you've had struggles along the way, too. Not everything worked out for you magically, right? And so right. learning yeah. how to persevere through some of those challenges and, um, you know, maybe disappointments, Um and how to find the good in it, you know, that the positive outcome that can still result. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes me think of you, Kylie, like the little I do know about you, but you seem to have like a positive energy too. So I think that's interesting, you know, like the characteristics one has and how then you can apply them in your own life, you know, your, your strengths or whatever it may be to still mm-hmm. um, get through tough times because let's be honest, right? Everybody's still, I think, in some tough times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I just rambled on and on. So anyways, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that there's like, yeah, tons of points there, right? Like, I think that in career, you want there to be like a very straight and like straight path ahead where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I did this and it led to this and it went there. And um, in reality, like there's so many zig like u-turns zigzags right like it's Mm -hmm. there's so many different things Mm -hmm. roundabouts Um, you get stuck in yeah (laughs) yeah exactly where you're just like am i why am i doing this Um, right like road closed (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) right and um and i think that that was totally something that i experienced in undergrad like my path was not at all like looking back like i loved my experience as a student athlete and i loved my experience like in my majors but it took me a long time to find that. Like I didn't declare my major until I was a second year. I was doing econ and getting like season D's before I, I landed like what, what like made sense and, and spoke to me. Um, and part of that was also like, because of the injury, right? Like that you wasn't, yeah. you had like a realization like, oh, actually I'm really interested in like human development and stuff. Right. Like, exactly. I busted my ankle and this is the building that I can scooter to. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was doing business because I thought that that was just like what 
you do, like what you should do, like it would be, there would be a job opportunities. And so, okay, this makes sense. I'll just do business and econ. Um, and yeah, I was like really struggling. I mean, it was like my first year of volleyball. So I was, I was struggling just like mentally and going through all of that and like maintaining academics and sports and social life and traveling. And, um, so I was really struggling and thought about transferring actually my first year. Mm. Um, I, I stuck it out and, um, because I, I wanted, I really liked my teammates. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more year. And if in one more year, I still want to transfer, I'll consider it, but I'm just going to see what one more year does. And, um, that year I actually had a like blowout injury. Like I tore every ligament in my right ankle and, um, yeah, I was on a scooter for six months and then I had to like learn how to walk again with like water therapy and stuff. And, um, in that time I knew the whole semester I was going to be on this scooter and, and have to get around campus. And, um, Virginia is super hilly and it's also a very old school. So it's not the most accessible, um, which is super unfortunate. Um, but I knew that I would still be going back and forth to the gym and even more so now with an injury, cause I was going to be doing rehab and stuff. And so I was like, I need to find an accessible building. And the building right across our gym was our human development school. And so that's where I was like, okay, like I have no idea what they teach in that building, but I need to take classes in that building. And so that year, like I actually like filtered my like class search by the building and like not actually like any <laughs> kind of interest, which is just like crazy to think about. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I found like it was human development. And I was like, oh, these like this could actually be like really fun. Um, but if it was like physics, I guess I would have been taking physics then. Um, but <laughs> luckily it was for NASA. If that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but um, luckily it was human development and mm-hmm. all my classes were in there. And um, the the major that I ended up landing like into was I took two classes in that that specific major. Um, so I spontaneously like applied like a week before the application was due because I was like these classes are awesome so I guess I'll just like throw my name in the hat and see what happens and yeah it all kind of worked out and so um that year was a huge learning year for me because here I was like so volleyball oriented and I had this injury that was going to set me back for a year and um I really had to like focus a little bit more into myself I I think like my first year I was like a little bit cocky (laughs) like Hmm. I I just like was like volleyball like nothing else matters and second year really like brought into perspective like what are my values what do I like studying what do I want to pursue um and it like you said it took a it took like a hit to find that that's what I needed to do um so yeah. And, and I am appreciative for like that, that background. Um, cause I think it made me a better teammate, a better, um, future professional. Like it, it definitely was a pivotal, pivotal year for me. That's awesome. It's like you got forced into considering those things way earlier than some people mm-hmm. to get to or ever do. They can continue on at Marquette and graduate. And then we see students coming back later that, you know, never really thought deeply about where they were going or why. Um, so you just got forced to do it. And I know, <laughs> Kylie, you, uh, sorry, sirens. Siren. Um, <laughs> our building is uh, right on Wisconsin Ave. So mm-hmm. um, for our listeners, we're in Holt Lusen Hall, first floor, <laughs> in case you want to make an appointment. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
yeah, sorry, that really distracted me. Um, but I know I was going to say, uh, t- just for our listeners, I know you stuck with volleyball and mm-hmm. like participated in a different way as well, which I find really interesting. I was hoping maybe you could just share a little bit about that too. Mm-hmm. Like how I was participating differently in that organization? Um, within your team, I remember you telling me that mm. you like stuck on and then became like a coach to some degree. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm really mm-hmm. curious to hear more about that. Yeah. So I guess that story continues. Um, I was, I was like, I never had been injury prone until I got to college, but, um, so second year I had the ankle injury. I rehabbed for a year. I came back, um, and I was playing and then I got hit with a super, uh, severe concussion oh, and, um, yeah, I guess um, it actually triggered um, a a heart condition for me. Um, I actually got a, it was like the way that my brain receptors were communicating to like my heart. And so my blood flow was not good. Um, and so like I was practicing and um, I would just like collapse because I my blood flow wasn't getting there and I was Mm -hmm. like super gassed and I was in like the best shape of my life, but I felt like I was in the worst shape of my life. And, um, yeah, I remember like specifically going up to like jump and like hit the ball and my legs gave out like entirely. And I just like fell down and the coaches were like, okay, you are pushing yourself. Like they were like my look, like I was clearly very sick and they're like, you're pushing yourself too hard or I don't know what's going on here, but we need to like, you need to just stop playing and we got to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went to like tons of doctors of visits. Like I was, you know, getting tested for like things that you would typically think of like mono or like bronchitis or like things with my asthma, things like that. And, um, it was a, it was a scary time again. Um, especially when all those tests came back negative and they're like, okay, we need to go to a neurologist and a cardiologist. Um, and then that's where I got my diagnosis and the doctor there. So that was my junior year. The doctor was like, um, yeah, you're just not volleyball is not going to be in the equation anymore. Mm. Um, they did, they basically were like, you're not gonna be able to compete at that kind of level. And, um, I actually had to like work out horizontally for like a long time because I couldn't be vertical. Like my blood flow was just like, it was struggling so much vertically. Like I could hardly even walk across campus. Um, And so like without taking breaks on like random benches that I could find. Um, And so when I didn't, I I didn't get cleared. And um, I guess through all of that, Previously, I was working a lot more with like team development through like my last injury and then in my junior year. So I um, so I was doing more like team development, reaching out to teammates, seeing how they were doing, things like that. And so naturally, like when I got this injury, um, my teammates were always like, OK, what's going on with you? Like mm-hmm. it, like our team was just really cohesive at that time. We had gone through like working with sports psychologists and and different things like that. And so, and different personality assessments, seeing how we can communicate better. And um, it was something that I like really leaned into and loved. And so I had built these strong connections with my teammates. And so when I got the news that I wasn't going to get cleared and like my volleyball journey had just ended, um, I, I was like having this conversation with my coach of like, okay, what's the next thing? And he was like, you have to stay on the team. Like we, (laughs) it's not a matter of like you departing and finding other endeavors right now. I just want to like put you in a different role. Like you might not have that player sense anymore, but we, 
we still want you to travel. We still want you to be a part of this. And so um, I, I served then as a student coach and I loved the role. I, I feel like I was a lot more like behind the scenes of things where I was in these coaching conversations about like, you know, how to like help motivate teammates mm. and like support them. And um, I was still also in the locker room, like jamming before, like the pre mm. like pregame jamming and like time with them and also still able to hear like what their concerns were. And it's, I had this really unique role where I could go and talk to the coaches um, about and like advocate for my, with my teammates um, in ways that they didn't necessarily feel like they had to. Um, because sometimes it's, it's hard when you're in like that player role to like go and be like, we're exhausted. Like we really need like a rest day. Um, and so I was kind of like this in between, in betweener, like an, a mediator to an extent. And I loved it. Um, mm. so like the coaches were like, oh man, like, I don't know why the girls aren't performing. Like, uh, they're just like, they're so like, not what we want right now. And I was like, well, we're coming off of midterms. We just traveled to Florida. Like they're clearly exhausted. Um, I think that they could really benefit from a yoga day, you know, just stretch, rejuvenate, and then they're probably going to be like more ready to come in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the coaches were like, mm, I hadn't considered that, you know, like just like little things like that <laughs> where like they just wanted performance. They weren't necessarily always thinking about well-being or like what what we yeah. needed in those moments. And so um, I felt like I was a lot more like behind the scenes, um, but I loved it and um, kind of got a, a piece of both. And I think I, this is maybe delving into like a whole different thing, but um, that role became especially meaningful for me when one of my best friends on the team, um, she blew out her ACL um, in, in a Florida match. Um, I don't know, probably like in the first month of season. And that's a career ending for her because um, ACL that's, you know, a, a long rehab. And so I remember the trainer looking at me and being like, this isn't good. And so like, I called her mom and like, let her know like what happened. And there was a doctor that happened to be in the crowd that night and he came over and he checked and he was pretty sure that she tore her ACL and like even maybe more than that. And um, so anyways, I get a call from Kelsey um, when I'm in my hotel room and she's just like, she calls me and she's like crying and she's like, And I don't even like she I don't even think she said anything like I could just tell that she was like crying and she was like totally not a crier. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll be there in a second. And I walked down to her room and we just like, um, yeah, like we cried together because it was morning, like Mm -hmm. the ending of her volleyball career and um, that identity piece. And I I knew that. And so, um, yeah, that was it gave me a lot more purpose in that role because it was like, that had some been something that I was experiencing for the previous two years. Um, okay. And it like, yeah, it brought in a lot of purpose to that role and like kind of talking about like finding that silver lining and, and why things happen the way that they do. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like fortunate to be able to serve and like support her um, mm-hmm. as she was kind of talking through that as well. Right. Like, what other things are there here for me? And like, how do I find a sense of identity now that this piece has been taken away from me? Um, like it's, it's not the transition you want. Mm-hmm. So. I would just like everybody to know this is the first time that I've teared up on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's just such a, a beautiful story of like supporting your friend and your teammate through mm-hmm. like kind of like a dark night of the soul type of thing. And like you said, your identity being tied to your, 
athletic experience and you know you don't just like wake up one day becoming like an elite volleyball player like that's also like a lifetime of work that goes into that so I mean I think kind of not only just learning a lot more about you but something that I'm taking away from this conversation is just like what what athletics looks like and since Marquette is a school where we do have the one athletic programs like though you know for people who are athletes like hopefully you know that there's somebody who kind of gets it now in this office and then also for students who aren't just sort of the level of dedication and grit and drive and like everything that athletes have. I just think it's so cool and really like makes me even sort of like respect that even more. Not that I ever thought it was bad, but like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really familiar with that world. So I I think it's really valuable to understand it from somebody who's been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for your story. And I'm so glad Gracie got to hear that that story as well I had heard it previously but Mm -hmm. you can really see though how what you talked about is going to be right there with you when you're meeting with students and the work you do um, within higher ed especially that part where you were like a media you said I was a mediator right like that Mm -hmm. resonates a lot within your work probably as being a counselor but then interacting with faculty and staff around campus and how Mm -hmm. that'll all connect on a, a fun note, because this maybe seems like a trend we've been doing, Gracie, and maybe you started it. I don't know, I don't know. if it was intent. It definitely was not intentional. But mm-hmm. Kylie, you're so you're new to the Milwaukee area. Mm-hmm. Um, Gracie, help me here. What what kind of fun question can we ask Kylie? Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I have I have I I want people to know that you have a horse. I think that's really cool. I don't know how to ask you questions like so okay, tell us we'll about just, your horse. Yeah, <laughs> like, you tell us about your horse. A quick snippet of okay. Sorry. Yes. No. You're so good. not in Milwaukee because yeah. Milwaukee doesn't have any stables, but north of Milwaukee, I have a horse. Um, that was also a huge piece of me um, growing up, and um, yeah, I. I got him when I was 13 and so I've had him like well over 10 years now which feels crazy to me but um yeah I mean he's gone with me everywhere he's like my little slice of heaven like he's a stress reliever I'm I'm not a competitive writer um I'm really someone that just like goes out there and like brushes him and gives him snacks and (laughs) like when it's warmer and not negative 13 like it is yesterday um I'll like ride on trails where you just like put a Western saddle up there, like the one with the horn Mm. and um, yeah. And I'll just like go out into nature and um, it's like where I really like reconnect with. Yeah. Like, I guess like it makes me feel like I'm like reconnecting with my roots in some way, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. like my like childhood and um, yeah, it just, yeah. Brings me like, it centers me. I will say that. Um, So yeah, he, his name is Houdini and uh, he got that name because he can pick locks. Um, so he would figure out how to get out of his pasture and then mm-hmm. he would go eat grass on the other side because clearly the grass, the grass is greener. Is greener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That, I did not know the Houdini name uh, origination. So that is amazing. Maybe <laughs> we'll get to meet him someday. That yeah, could be oh a fun uh, work outing sorry listeners not related to you but uh, (laughs) um anyways if you want to know more about kylie you want to ask her questions talk about career stuff or her horse or being a student athlete um please yeah make it make an appointment um call our office stop in uh yeah so thanks again kylie yeah thank you and um to anybody listening i would love to meet with you um 
So yeah, hit me up. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, tune in for the rest of season four. We've got a lot of awesome guests lined up. Um, and so thanks everybody for your time. Thanks for listening. From all the Career Services Center staff at Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, thanks for listening. 